the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julia. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Texas Music Spotlight, TMS Musicos. Uh, this is a unique podcast. We're actually going to record this live to tape. In other words, there's no editing. I'm going straight from the live uh, Facebook live feed straight to the podcast post. If you can, uh, if you're joining us on Facebook, be sure to ask. You can ask any questions of James Garcia, our guest for today. James Garcia has been in many, many different bands that I'm not even going to name because I don't even really know what bands they are. But he's been in a bunch of bands. He's an old friend of mine. I've had the pleasure of playing alongside him for many years. Uh, before we get into the interview, uh, join us on social media on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Texas Music Pod on Instagram. You can find us at Texas Music Podcast. And don't forget, you can always support the, sh- the podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS Podcast. You can uh, support us financially there. Or the easiest way is just to simply um, l- subscribe to the podcast. Do it through iTunes, Google. We're, we're on all the main podcast um, depositories you can get into. Almost at suppositories. That's a whole different podcast. (laughs) You you can find us on there on all your favorite podcast listening devices. Um, So let's get into the into the podcast. Remember, we're recording this live to tape, so anything James says is going straight to the podcast, which is a very if you know James, it's a very dangerous situation to be in. Please welcome to the podcast, James Garcia. Yeah, some intro music. (laughs) Where's that? Oh, that NPR music I was playing earlier. James, thanks for thanks for doing the podcast, man. Well, it, was, it was either do this or stay at home with my uh, with my in laws and <laughs> do my taxes. So yeah, this is much more fun. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning, James. What uh, what uh, what? How old were you when you picked up that damn thing? You know what? Um, I if I remember that far back, I was actually nine when I got the first guitar. You remember what it was? It was. I don't even remember. It was some random acoustic, um, like from the pawn shop. Or no, from the... actually, uh, uh, I think my my uh, my grandmother, my my dad's mom, had given him money to buy me a guitar because they had actually bought my cousin a guitar, and so you know, yeah, get him. If one. he's got one, he's got to get yeah, one too. <laughs> so they bought, yeah, they bought one for her. So anyway, um, I remember going down Southside Music and picking it out, and uh, yeah, just an acoustic. I think it was Southside somewhere anyway probably but you know it sat there um somebody had given me a chord chart and i didn't know how to tune my guitar so you know i'd pick it up occasionally and just kind of try to mess with it and it just didn't go anywhere and i think um once i finally got into middle school right at 11 around there yeah some somebody showed me how to tune it and that was it and i got the chord chart and i it made sense and all of a sudden everything was <laughs> like oh, okay. sound like music you know and the things that I was trying to figure out were okay. That's that's now it's there. Right. And then the bug was you know that you got it. And then, and then you can never get it out of my hands after after that. So yeah. So right around eleven, I think, and and you know what? Three years later, fourteen years old, and I started. Well, your your dad played too, right? Yeah, my dad. He was uh, actually he played keyboards and organ at the time. It was back then. You know, it was uh, that it was the sound. You know, and it was like old bands like Rudy T and the Reno Bobs. And, Right. Lavelle's, you know, I think he played with Jimmy Edward and all these, all these guys, you know. So yeah, he'd been, but he didn't play anymore after I was born. I think he took oh, the, okay. the, yeah one year after I was born, and he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. But we had the organ at the house, and they didn't think I was going to be a musician because I was really into sports. I loved baseball, and he sold everything, got himself a really nice stereo system. Which I think, like the big old yeah, we had console. That, that was thing. beautiful, man. Yeah, you know, for that time, <laughs> state of the art, and I think. That was probably more 
influential on me than anything because he would roll music every Sunday, you know, right. all day long or Saturday mornings. And it was just, it was music all day at my house. And the stuff that my dad was listening to, you know, at the time was like, it was always, it was very eclectic. And I think that really changed the way I heard music and, and the music that, that kind of developed in my ear at the time, you know, it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, Joe Cocker, um, right. You know, then he would put on, you know, Little Joe, and and you know, then he went through this country phase, and it was, you know, Tanya Tucker, and 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 who's the guy, the beard, um, Kenny Rogers, you know, right, right, right. So all this stuff is just, you know, feeding the house all the time, and that was the music I knew, you know, and you know, you get to school, and all of a sudden, you know, you you make friends, and and oh, you check out this band and check out that right. band, so then that started getting introduced. Well, that's kind of how I got into it too, because yeah. my mom listened to like Motown and the stuff that was on Top Forty, KTSA. Right. My dad listened to Conjunto, and then I was a rocker. So right. all these elements of different styles of music. And you know, it's funny because like you know, listening to to that music, you know, uh, growing up, you know, especially with the the well, Tex Mex is what it was, you know, at the time, and the the Tejano stuff, you know, I didn't like it. I hated it, right? Because <laughs> you know, and because it sounded cheesy to me when I first heard it, you know. Cause bah, I, bah, yeah, you know, bah. that's what my ear heard. You mm-hmm. know, it, that's you know, and it was much later than I started, you know, listening. Um, when it hit, you know, and it was it was Emilio and it was David Lee, and you know, and then you there's these guitar players that were like, using Dean, all these Dean's jazz chords, yeah, yeah, and you know, all of a sudden this, you know, that became. You know that was like that. That's cool, right? You know, and then that just it triggered something. Now, no, you know, there's guys out there that do it so much better than me, and I'm probably like you mentioned earlier. I'm probably more known for the things I say than the way I play guitar, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> so talk about <laughs> at, at 14. You said at 14 is when you. I guess yeah, when you. And it's cool because um, I had a. Well, there was a there was a guy. I think we both played with him at one time. Uh, Henry Henry Torres, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that was the first thing, the first gig I ever had was with Henry, and he'd come over to the house, and you know he he'd do that thing like you know this song, and he'd play the whole song for you, and yeah yeah I know that song, and he wouldn't stop, and uh, <laughs> so he was, I remember it was it was great, <laughs> we were doing the the talent show, the high school talent show, and uh, so we <laughs> we get to the to the thing right to the auditorium, and he's like uh, I'm gonna be a little late, I, I gotta go get my drummer out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I playing with here? So you know, that was awesome. But uh, yeah, so fourteen, and then you know, the very first gig, and and um, then uh, you know, I was in. So high this school. was your first experience with as a group setting. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. I really hadn't played in the band. Well, you, and we had uh, I had a band in, in in middle school that was just you know, it wasn't a band. It was just sit around and drink, you know, just kind of thing. And right. I was serious about it, and I actually I didn't even start off as as a as a guitar player. I started off as a bass player. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be a bass player. That was my first. I, I had a cousin. I have a cousin. It's not like he's gone, but I have a cousin who played bass. You know, and he was at the time like he was my hero. You know, the older cousin, and he's right. you know he's in this this metal band. You know, they were they were they were good for what they were, but uh, he's probably the, the very first one to show me how to play anything on guitar. And I think it was probably like. Like yeah, no finger picking, yeah, like a dust in the wind kind of thing. You taking know? your basic chords and yeah. using the right hand, yeah, you know. Picking. And I, I played that for like you know four hours a day, and that only went one thing. <laughs> but so yeah, bass was my first instrument before the guitar. Um, but I was a terrible bass player, and it was funny. It was one of these situations. You always have you always have too many guitar players. Well, we had too many, right. we had too many bass players. So my my uh, my buddy uh, Mike, who was in the 
band with me, you know. Right. Um, he played bass, and I was like, well, who, you know, we can't both play bass. So I just kept getting thrown on guitar, and that's how I ended up with the thing, you know. So that was just a little, you know, learn a few riffs and move on. But yeah, Henry was probably the first actual gig with a full band and everything, you know. And, and then your first show, <laughs> yeah, it was Johnny Be Good, man. It was terrible, <laughs> and uh, yes, but then you know, got to high school, did the high school band thing, and and uh, I had a band called the Brats. Did and, you did you play in, in any like in the, the system, the high school system band, or just? Strictly guitars. No, no, I did. Yeah, I I play saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a sax player. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you which end of blowing now, man. It's been so long, you know. (laughs) And that was the thing too. I think that that uh, playing sax really got me interested in in, in, you know jazz and blues and that kind of stuff. Because the melodic lines, they they, they play all the time. And I I think even now, I'm still really um, influenced by horn players more so than guitar players for sure. I think just because maybe that was the first instrument that I really, really learned, you know, and, and got to play. You played at all through high school? Mm-hmm. Uh, middle school and high school. And I actually, the, when I finished, I was marching uh, the baritone saxophone, which is oh, funny because it's, yeah, it's as big as me. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they did that to just to be mean to me or whatever, but it was, yeah, it was <laughs> probably. Fun. I love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the brats. So the brats. And the brats was cool, man, because the brats, you know, there was um, members of other bands that uh well not then but now like well who was in the band uh rick acosta from uh-huh. tex latino he was in there um some of the guys the nile hernandez from city boys was yeah. in the band danny favela these are you know these all they went to do so you knew you knew nile that long i've known nile forever man yeah yeah we went to high school together and so you know and it's funny because you know it comes around again nile actually helped out uh finding friday a few times and you know so right it's, right uh, but yeah, so you know, we did, we had the brats in high school, and it was it was it was funny, man, because we would go, and uh, you know, we'd go set up for these gigs. You know, we would play debuts, and we even did you know a couple of weddings. And yeah, stuff, everybody you know. did. Debut. Yeah, man, <laughs> that was you know. The thing. So, but you know, we'd we'd get there and like, well, who are these little kids? You know, where's the band? And then we start playing, like we were good, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember Rick had left because uh, it was his senior year, and he had gone to South or wherever college he was at, and he was part of the music program out there. So he would come down on the weekends for gigs, and he would bring some of the some of the players from up there. So we had this this you know really cool horn section, and then we had you know some of the the guys in the high school band were also in in the uh, in the band. It always revolved; the horn players right. were always changing. So you know, but it was cool because we had this huge band where these little kids, you know, we'd make we'd make money. Right. You know, I was you know fourteen, fifteen years old. Making a hundred bucks a night, you know, we'd go spend it the same night. You right, know? right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, it was it was cool, man. And uh, I got the bug, you know. And then from there, um, and the brats was Tejano, or was oh, uh, was... it was mostly Tejano, yeah. And that's kind of where I started learning how to how to, you know. I remember I was terrible, man, and they would, you know, I I couldn't do like the fills, and I still can't really do them. You know? <laughs> like I said, I, I was uh, uh, watching a. Little Eddie played the other day, and I'm just, you know, man, that's amazing. That guy, he's right. so good, you know. Like I said, these, there's players out there that they just have that feel, man, and I just, I, I love to listen to them play. But, you know, for me, it was just, you know, it still was that, you know, just trying to get the right. the, 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 the feel of it all. Um, but, yeah, man, so then from there, after the Brats, you know, that, that was probably a good year, year and a half run with them, maybe longer. Uh, but then we all kind of, you know, some guys graduated, and then the band just kind of went right. its went its way. So, because of the band, did you even start listening to Hollow music actively? Yeah, yes. Like you bought CDs, and you know, no, no, 
No, it was, you know, just mostly on the radio. I don't think I've ever bought a Tejano CD, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've, managed, I've managed to acquire many over the years, but right, I don't think I've right. actually ever gone out and bought one. Um, <laughs> gotta get I, that new Moss CD. Yeah, I gotta get it. No. <laughs> Uh, it, it may be, man, but like I say, for me, I, I did actually buy one. Honestly, I bought a Ruben Ramos CD because oh. that's that's really the sound I love, man. The when horns, they, the horns, yeah. That, yeah. And that's what I said. Growing up with the, with like I said, the blood, sweat, and tears, Chicago. My dad was always, you know, had that stuff. So the horns were, were where was that? And you know, the saxophone thing too. So, but, uh, but then you know, the it was the '80s, man. So hair metal, you know, and I, yeah. I was in a hair metal band. Believe you? it or not, yeah, I had hair at the time. It was, it was one of these things, you know. My hair doesn't go; it doesn't get long; it gets big. Well, it did, you know. Um, so they, you know, I just not, I didn't fit the image of these guys at all, man. And it, it was Metallus. I don't. Do you? Did you play? No, I don't. No, uh, I, I remember hearing about him. Okay, yeah. yeah so I played with Metallus. You know who did play with Metallus? And this is like I said, you know, this this community just kind of goes full circle sometimes. Um, uh, Memo, from, oh, huh? Texas Latino played with Metallus way back when, you know. So anyway, yeah, we you know it was like, I think we we spent a year in the garage writing songs, and we did one show, you know, and that was it. <laughs> it was, yeah, the one big show. Yeah, it's gonna we're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Nobody showed up. They made me wear these ridiculous clothes, man. So not not much, not too much different from Tejano days. I'll tell you. <laughs> did you wear spandex? I did it, man. No, no, not that far. I didn't believe in yeah. I, I, it's one of those. It was funny, man. I don't know even how I ended up there, but it was it was a good learning experience. I tell you what, I did get from that experience was was uh, an appreciation for work ethic. The guy who uh, ran the band, his name was Bobby. Was, he called himself Bobby Zuma. I can't remember what his real name was, but he, he he really, man, you know, he was all about it, you know. And we'd get in the rehearsal room and we rehearsed, you know. It was like. Right. We worked out, you know, breaks, and it just was really cool learning experience. Even though we only did the one show, um, the the band was tight, and you know he wasn't going to let us leave that garage until it was tight. Right. And I I learned from that. You know, it was a cool cool experience in that regard for sure. And I think that's definitely something that I've carried my entire Throughout career. Throughout your career, yeah. You know that, yeah. and just you know, you work in the room you don't go in there and just right you don't do it on, on stage you have to be worked out beforehand and speak, exactly and speaking of nio Nio's Nio's in the in the chat in the room here oh, cool. on facebook nio Corey, rory rory reyes joshua perez adrian regalado amy orlando leonard everybody in here thank you for stopping by if you have any questions for james feel free to put them in the chat in the chat on facebook live so from there where did you go and I was going to be like, where's that $20 you owe me? <laughs> That's his question. Uh, after the Metallus thing, uh, I actually got uh, hired with um, City Boys. No, oh, okay. Was it City Boys? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was City Boys. And I uh, you know, I was out of school by then. And I think I, I probably maybe took a year off of just not really playing out. And by that time, you're already deep into the guitar. And that's yeah. Just, that's your instrument. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guitar player, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I wasn't really doing much at that point. I got the call from, uh, yeah, it was City Boys. I think it was probably Niall that did call me. And uh, they needed a guitar player. They had just uh, done the Lava Lola CD. And it's funny because I'm, I'm on the cover, but I'm not on the, I'm not on the CD, you know. <laughs> and if you see the cover, I'm the best-looking guy in that band. <laughs> it was the ugliest band, except for me. <laughs> 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 but so 
you know, I think I was there for about a, maybe a year, maybe longer. It was, and that's where you met a lot of the guys that you you pretty much kind of continue with. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think I did a, a small stint with this with this blues band, his brothers. Um, they were. <laughs> I, I'll never remember their names, but that, <laughs> we did a gig at a somewhere on Austin Highway, and I think this is in that interim period, you know, between the playing with the Metallus and and right before City Boys, I'm playing mm-hmm. this little blues band, and we're doing some gig out on some biker bar on on a on a Austin Highway. Little Sturges was the name of the club. Oh yeah, and uh, I just remember, you know, the the guy's mom sitting in the very front and telling him play that song, play that song. You know, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> And we're doing the, some... The singer's mom? Yeah. What was the, the, the singer and the sax player were brothers, and their mom was right in the front and, like, telling <laughs> them, play that, play that song. And literally, I was like, was your mom going to leave? And I was like, and mom, you know, <laughs> let us do the show, It mom. was almost like that, yeah. It's like, not that one, mom. <laughs> and, you know, so we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're playing this song. We're playing, I think it was like a Santana thing or something. And I just remember, I'm doing a solo, you know, I'm playing, and this guy, this lady, either... Starts dancing on a table and you know the biker bar clothes right. start, clothes start coming off, and this biker comes up to me and he's like, "You better not stop playing until she's naked." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, there." Like <laughs> fingers bleeding. That was the craziest situation. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible story, but I like it. <laughs> Keep soloing. I already went through all my solos. <laughs> yeah, I play every lick. I'm still playing the same licks, man. Thirty years later. So yeah, then I right after that I get the call from from uh, Niall go be with the uh, City Boys, and like I said, I think I was there for about a year. And who was in that band? You oh remember? man, well David Escalante obviously was he was a singer. Niall, um, I think the bass player's name was Roland, if I remember correctly. I don't remember his last name. Um, the two trumpet players. Oh my God, everything's gonna leave me now. I hurt my, <laughs> I hurt myself last night with alcohol, so that's all. <laughs> It'll come to me. Um, anyway, those guys. <laughs> you know, Dan, who you, yeah. you know who you are, yeah. <laughs> City Boys. <laughs> Danny Favela was playing drums. Um, yeah, man. So it was, you know, it was it, it was cool. It was my first taste into the scene, you know, and it was still at the was time it gigging more and just uh, yeah, a man, lot more gigs, a lot more gigs, you know, and you know, a little bit of money coming in, not much, you know. Those are hard times, man. For for starting bands you right because there's so many so many there was so bands. many acts yeah. too man you know it was i think that was probably at the really the beginning point of the oversaturation that yeah that was the market at that time you know mm-hmm. but um yeah i was with them for for just a little bit and then i who did i go with after that um elio, elio, elio oh, okay elio okay Quitania. and the, the tall boys uh was the at that time was the rough riders okay yeah and that's when I met Guillermo because Guillermo was actually the one that got me, and I had actually and that's when I met Mikey too because we did a we did a gig with uh, Mike's band um, Ilusión. Okay, I I went there to help him out, you know, and I remember I was uh, uh we were at the at their practice house, whoever's house that was, and it was you know Mikey's. They're all these little kids; they were still in high school, and I remember leaving the 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 rehearsal and. I was with whoever I was with, and I remember telling them, those kids are good. Right. And I, that's some talented stuff right there, you know? And, uh, you know, so did the Elio thing for a while, and that's where, you know, I said, met Guillermo and a bunch of, bunch of the the musicians in there. Um, I don't think they're playing too much anymore. I think Elio was playing again, but it was cool, man. That was a, that was a good band. I think that was where, you know, I really met um, 
a lot of uh, my friends that I still am friends with today. Right. Like Nile and I were still friends and Adrian we said Adrian said it was it was his parents' house. I don't know what he's referring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that I think it was somewhere off of San Pedro or something. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's where I first met them, you know. And I was I was just impressed, you know, they were so good. I mean, you know, look at where they're at now, you know. We're looking at Ragers at right. You know that just a, a bunch of talent right there. So, you know, I'm in this room with these kids. I'm like, man, this isn't, you know, I'm learning from them, you know. Right, right, so, right. But, you know, and I'm supposed to be the older guy, you know, know what I'm doing. Man, man. These guys, they had well, I think down. the only difference is they actually listened to it. Yeah. They, they it, bought the CDs. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had, a, I think, a they, better They had a better understanding of it for sure, you know. And, I, and I, you know, I think that's a thing. You know, when I listen to, you know, these guitar players that have done it forever, like I said, I keep bringing up Little Eddie because he's, he's phenomenal, man. You yeah. Know? And he's a... A, just a well-rounded musician, you know. Um, He's supposed to be on the show, but he canceled on me. Yeah, don't have him. Yeah, you, I'm not going to have it. No, I wouldn't have him either, man. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you have him because he always has tacos in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> just don't eat that day. <laughs> he'll bring some tacos. Yeah, he'll just pull them right out of his pocket, man. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> so from there, <laughs> did you, uh, what happened from there? Uh, let's see, I got, uh, you know, we uh, were actually going to go play, I remember, uh, with Stephanie. Because Guillermo, I think, had got a call from him and from them. And uh, it didn't work out. It didn't happen after all. So I stayed with Elio for just a little bit longer. And then from Elio, I went with uh, Tex Latino. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's where I went. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. So I played with Tex Latino for about, I guess, two years maybe. I can't remember, man. It's just, I was going to say, did you ever go to Patsy? But I know you did play with Patsy. I did right? play with Patsy after. But after, okay. After Texas Latino, man. I think it's a passing of yeah, a rite a, of passing. Yeah, totally. Everybody <laughs> goes there, man. Yeah. And <laughs> that's funny. I think, and, you know, when I was with Texas Latino, that's when the it really became a challenging. The, the music was, was, was different. Well, yeah. it, it sounds like your steps were getting bigger they were and getting, bigger. They were getting bigger, and 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 uh, that's something you know. I was thinking about the other day how you know that that move uh, up that ladder, if you will, you know, that's that's kind of it was a little bit intuitive and, and just kind of instinctive, you know, because I could kind of feel when things were mm, this is not right. This is not going to go much longer. I need to, right. I need to make a move. And it was also, you know, just I think a lot of fortune because these calls would come in right around the same time. Right. So I would get the call and okay, well, let me assess my situation and then you know, okay, make my decision. And I, you know, and I, for the most part, usually came out on the good side, you know, on the winning side of that stuff. Uh, but with Tex Latino, man, I mean, I think that was was a hard band to play in, only because you know they they were. Not that the other bands I was in weren't great musicians, but these guys were just doing something different that I hadn't experienced, right. you know. And the music was just it was it was harder for me to play, and I loved it. It was it was good stuff. Right, it was know? a challenge. Yeah, something different. And I remember Memo pulling me to the side one day, and he's like, oh, "You're killing this, man." You know, because I was just banging those. You know, <laughs> he was you know more finesse, man. You Lighten know? up, yeah. <laughs> So, but he was, he was cool about it, you know, and they, they gave me the opportunity to, you know, try to get better. And, and um, it was fun, man. That was probably one of the, the, the hardest working bands I've ever been in. Really? Yeah, man. You know, and they, they, uh, they, they you know, at the time we were. Just because of their, their <coughs> schedule or their work ethic? Yeah, man. Just... I mean, it was just, 
hard work and hard partying, man. You know, just you know, we were always on the road, always on the road. And I think that's probably where I got the most road time too. You know, we did a lot of West Texas, a lot of Dallas stuff, and it was you know, at the time, you know, that was it was new for me to travel right. that much. You know, and I loved it. You know, about how old were you then? Oh man, I was already in my twenties for sure. Maybe about twenty three, twenty four. Oh, so I was the young. Partying yeah. is there? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what's gonna happen. And there's the the one city boys story, man, where I got left in Arizona. Oh yeah, what uh, happened there? James happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, you don't have to tell it. You don't uh, tell it. <laughs> alcohol is not my friend. <laughs> This is ridiculous, man. No, so we'll say that, to, we'll yeah. say that one for, for private time. <laughs> so you got left in Arizona, well, and it's a hot state. So, man, I've never wanted to, you know, just cry so bad in my life, man. I'm in the middle of the desert and just like with my guitar case in my in my bag, and like nobody's picking me up. No cell phones back nothing, then. Man, nothing, man. Nothing. Yeah, and I remember I was <laughs> I was in the airport and and I bought a magazine. I wrote down all these phone numbers for you know all my contacts, and I somehow managed to lose it. So I'm waiting in this parking lot in some shopping center, and like I said, in the middle of the desert. Nobody's coming to pick me up, man. I was like, that's it, that's it. I'm never gonna do this again. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, but yeah, it, it, there's a whole other. There's part a whole backstory yeah. behind that. We're not gonna get into that here on the podcast. But uh, so. yeah, man. So from Texas Latino, I, I remember Ben. I got the call to go with Patsy, and uh, man, I was with Patsy for probably the longest uh, five, almost six wow. years, I think. Yeah. Did the whole Fiesta Texas thing, did all that. See, I got in right. Be- I I was I got out right before that took off. Okay, I was. She had just started doing the the school shows. We right. did like a few. And we did, yeah. That's pretty much. Y'all did the full thing. Well, that's the, exactly what we did. Like that, right? Yeah, man. And that was that was a crazy schedule, man. We were. Well, weren't we you were doing like the working. shows during the day and then gigging at night? We would do, like, yeah, we did some of that. You know, I think the majority of it was definitely the school shows. Um, but I mean, those were you know all over Texas. You know, right. we would go and we started going into uh, New Mexico and Arizona and doing stuff there. Um, Arizona, maybe been too long, but yeah, man, we you know a lot of time we 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 would do things where it, you know we'd have a a, a show at, in Dallas in the morning. Do that, fly back, play Fiesta Texas, and then drive to Bryan and do a gig that <laughs> night. You know, it was like ridiculous, man. But you know, it was it was, um, it was cool, man. I, I, you know, it was what it was as far as the music went. It was you know we're doing essentially covers, you know, with, right, with the school right. show stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it was. Uh, I think I learned a lot about production. You know, just how to make a show happen. How to you know really. The the power of lights, <laughs> right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. How the visual aspects of of, of a show, you know, even I, like staging and yeah, standing man. here, yeah, because there. there was a lot of um, you know theatrical stuff that was happening, and you had to hit you know certain marks and and things like that, um, and also how how to recover when things really oh yeah go wrong, you know. And she was using pyro too, right? Oh yeah, man. She's got stories about well, her and pyro. Well, there was <laughs> one that I'm still upset about. I I think. It was at actually in my high school, and <laughs> I remember watching him load the thing. He's looking at her, and then he reloads it. I'm like, that's a lot of powder. <laughs> and the thing literally, like, all the duct tape that was holding it down, it jumped up, man. This, whatever that pipe is, you know? Right, right. And, I mean, just, like, straight, doo, 
you know, that was it, man. It was Hearing a concussion. Gone. It was a concussion. Oh, it, uh, and it knocked me right. back, yeah. man. So yeah, not not a fan of the pyro stuff at all. <laughs> but no, it was right. you know just but being there, you know, you, having a schedule like that and that really teaches you how to be on the road, man. You know? Robbie Esparza said he was in, you were he was in kindergarten when you played at his school. Right, Robbie's still wearing the same clothes from kindergarten. <laughs> Yeah, to see, I was like, where do you even find clothes like that, Robbie? I don't understand, man. You know, is that a catalog that you go to for that stuff? Give your wife back her pants, Robbie. (laughs) I have a joke about that, but I can't say it because he might get mad if I say something. (laughs) Not about Robbie, but somebody else that I know. Somebody that was an Emilio band. But anyway, so yeah, man. But he said he said you ruined his shoes. (laughs) I don't know what that, that means. Uh, All right. That's part of last night. <laughs> okay. Those shoes were already ugly, me home. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> so after Patsy, I mean, you had a good run there, five years, Man, long time. Five years. And I, there was a point, though, during that time with Patsy, I was um, actually playing with Tex Latino and Chente. Because I think I went with, uh, after Patsy, I went to Chente. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so I was playing all, all three bands at one time. And it was, that was rough. Hell yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things, man. You know, I, I, I talk about it. You know, we all talk about, you know, it's, with musicians, it's always that feast or famine thing. You know, you, right. you, 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 you always say yes to the gig, man. Right. You know, you just, and that's my problem. I still do it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, well, I can do it. I'm like, oh, what did I say yes to? But, you know, so I would, I remember getting off of, a, of the bus, jumping into a van and, you know, just going and going, man. That was, that was a rough time. It was rough in that I was working so much, but you know, good that I was good working that so you much. worked so much. Yeah. So yeah, man. And uh, after Patsy went with Chente, that was fun, man. Chente, How was that? Because who's who's playing drums there for Chente? Chente that was, Joey? was Joey, man. Yeah, yeah Joey. Bad Joey's dude. a great drummer, man. Yeah. And Angel was playing bass. Um, uh, Jesse was on keys, and I played with Jesse also with um, uh, with uh, Elio, Elio, right? Yeah, yeah. and Guillermo yeah. with Elio, and. Uh, I think Gettleman was with Chente for a little while, but then Angel came in. I don't remember how all that worked. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Chente was just a lot of fun, man. I really like his music, man. I love his voice. And, you know, that that band was probably the most fun I've ever had playing. You know, just... It was, Musically? Yeah. It was it was, it was was loose, but it was tight kind right, of thing, you right. know. Just, it, I don't know. It just felt good all the time. It was a really good band. And uh, I can't remember the accordion player's name. It was a young kid from Dallas. He was pretty good. And uh, but yeah, it was it was fun, man. And I, I didn't last there too long though. I think because then I got the call to go with Emilio. Okay. Because <coughs> Angel was with Emilio, and I wasn't really playing too much anymore. I had taken a little break. Um, not on my own. It just you know things just kind of got dried right. up. So Chanta wasn't playing as much and. I got the I got the call to go with Emilio and Angel. That was about what about two thousand? Yeah, right around yeah. there. Yeah, man. And that was that was different, man. That was a that was a it was a good time and a bad time. You know, me, me and Emilio didn't really mesh too well. <laughs> Oil and water. <laughs> yeah, but I like you know, I respected him, man. You know, uh, uh, I I liked his music, and you know, he, he was he's he was a good guy, man. He you know he. Um, he uh, he gave me the opportunity uh, and it was fun, man. Uh, we got to go a lot of places I would never have gone. You know, right. the Mexico thing was was pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. And the band was tight. You know, Eric Casillas, the great percussion player. Well, at that time you had uh, Eric. Who's Adrian? Uh, Adrian wasn't there yet when oh, I got no. it. Was Adam? Oh, that's right. Adam yeah. was there. 
Yeah, and I remember my first my first night, man, and uh, no rehearsal, nothing, you know. And uh, that we seems just, to be the, yeah, that's, the the standard to get. So it's like, yeah, you know. And I remember driving up with Angel to we were playing in Austin somewhere, and you know, I'm nervous, man. I've, I've right, just learned right. these songs, you know, barely know them. So you know, we're up there doing the thing, you know, we're so going to Como, right? And I'm waiting for a cue, nothing, nothing's coming, and he like he started, like, here we go, and it never came, right? <laughs> So then he starts looking at me, and I remember he specifically says, "You know, do we know this song?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, right? And it's like, who's the who's at fault here, right? It's right. Like the new I'm guy. I'm the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. I so me. I think finally Jesse, the the keyboard player, he finally like just counted it off, man. And, you know, there it was. You know, I was like, oh my god, man, this is so bad. You know, like I'm never gonna get this job. You know, and yeah, I think he fired me a year later. Or something. <laughs> He fired me twice, actually. He fired me and Petey one time uh, in in a parking lot in Dallas. I think it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, well, just give me right home. You know, I don't care if you fire me. Just, I need to get home. Right. Don't leave me. Don't leave me like they left me in Arizona. <laughs> That's Please. my fault. But then, uh, and then the second time, I, I called in sick. Because I was playing, um, you know, when we weren't doing anything with uh, with Emilio, I would I had my band here, uh, right. the Tribe of Three. Right. So, you know, I was already kind of in the cover band scene here and uh, working with Sam Newton. And uh, Sam had a wedding. He had booked a wedding. And I remember I was going to go play with Emilio in Mexico and make the same money that I was going to make staying here and right. doing the wedding. So I called in sick. All right. <laughs> And it's like, how you get fired on your day off, man? That's exactly what it was. Like, I, well, I think people don't understand that it would, in this business, you don't. Adrian said he never got fired. <laughs> well, because he's good. Um, and, and people don't understand that in this business, you can't afford to miss gigs. You know, no, I mean, no. in, in reality, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying about there's another gig to pay. Yeah. Why am I going to go you know, do and, that? And, and it's, it's, just, it's one of these things, man. Um, I've never done that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, and I, I, I've never taken a gig for more money and left somebody. You know, this was the very first time I ever. And what happened was. Sam was in a panic, you know, he's like, right. man, I need you for this wedding. So I'm like, I was torn, you know, like, dude, yeah. what do I do? You know? So I had to help Sam. I, I knew they could get by without me with Amito because they had little Eddie playing there too. Right. He was doing Bajo, right? And at this time I could, you know, I think uh, uh, Ralphie had just come back in the band and he wanted like Carl back. He wanted you right. back. You know, he wanted that. Right. He wanted you guys back. And uh, so I, I was already kind of feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm on my way out and it was fine, you know? So... Yeah, so I'm calling a you know a few days or like a week or so later, and I hadn't heard nothing. You know, nobody's calling me. To, hey, we got these gigs. So I call up, I call Emilio up, and I was like, Hey, man, you know, nobody's calling me with the schedule. He goes, Yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and uh, just use yeah, Carl for a while. About, you know? about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's cool, man. You know, appreciate the time, whatever, man. Thank you. Of course, Carl's a badass. We all you know, Carl's great. Man, Bro, so. when I when I when I get first got with Emilio, I. I've already explained how I got in that, that whole process. But when I showed up to the bus, because I got called on Wednesday and my first gig was Friday, much like you, no rehearsal. <laughs> right. I had rehearsed with Carl for a little bit and that was it. I show up to the bus. I'm freaking out around 24 years old. Right. This is badass, right? Walking to the bus. They didn't tell George and Kiki. Oh, my God. Awkward. They showed up to the bus. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're just like, um... By the way, <laughs> oh, man, that's hard, bro. I had to pretend I was George, yeah. and my plane ticket said George. Oh. <laughs> well, at least, at least, you know, I, I, I was at uh, on my sofa, man. You know, I got the the bad news, you know. But it, you know, I think, and actually, man, I think about it now. You know, it, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. 
you know, because at that point, you know, I was I was off the road, and uh, you know, Tribe of Three was pretty busy. You know, we well, was the Mido the last Tejano band Mido you were with? Was the last Tejano band? Yeah, okay. man. So yeah, so started with the City Boy, or but started with the Brats, then you know, started with the City Boys, which essentially was the Brats, and then yeah, so from Brats to um, who did I say, Elio, right, Tex Latino, Patsy, and then. And then Emilio and Chente in there. And then from there you went on to just the local scene here? Yeah. And that's kind of where I've been. And I wasn't you, you know, know, when I first heard about you, I think I think Adrian would tell me about you guys. Oh, he's a big Steve Ray Vaughn guy, this right. and that. And but there's more when I first started playing with you, I was like, he's not just Steve Ray Vaughn. No, just, you, know, you know, and it's funny, man, because you know, when you we had a tag. Yeah. People were tagged you as oh, Steve for Ray sure. Vaughn guy. You know, and I think that's kind of what you know, when I would get called to do studio stuff, um, it was always for solos, right? You know, and and things like that. But yeah, and it's funny because you know, as much as I I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, I don't really play much like him. You know, I don't I don't sound like him. You know, I don't. I it was when I was learning it. I remember when I first found the blues. You know, <clears throat> I remember sitting in the, in the kitchen and I'm working on these. I got this chart from some book and it was blues changes. You know. Trying to work these out. And my dad is actually one that taught me how to play blues. You know, he's he's like, no, that chord goes now. You know, he's right. counting out the blues change for me. But when I heard Stevie Ray, man, it's like, whoa, that was that was something. You know, I was like, that's out of this world. And but I never sat down and tried to learn Stevie Ray licks or songs. Right. To emulate exactly yeah. who he was. And, and what it was, man, when I started when I learned, you know, that pentatonic scale. What it was, what was happening was, you know, I would I would jam along with the with the with Texas Flood, you know, that was rolling every day, all day. But you know, I tell everybody, it's like Stevie would do his solo, and then I would do my solo, right? You know, and I try to, I try to make my licks sound like his licks in the curve of those licks, you know, not necessarily the same notes, but the same arc, right? If his notes went up, my notes went up. So I didn't really learn phrases, but I learned phrasing, if that makes sense. Right, 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 right. So, you know, but then, you know, there's guys like, you know, I'll tell everybody, you know, the other reason I play guitar is Prince, you know? And, man, funk and jazz and soul, that stuff, just, man, that speaks to me, you know? So, you know, yeah, I don't have just the one thing, you know? And I, yeah. Yeah, when I first met you, it was like, oh, he's well, a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, it wasn't until you actually start playing with you and you start realizing, oh, there's more to this guy than yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Just... Well, I appreciate that because sometimes I don't even know that there's even <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan in there, you know? But yeah. I think it's just that you learn the licks, you learn his, his his solos, and they sound probably the best as, as they're, they're going to sound from anybody trying to yeah. play that song. Yeah, for me. Because you know, I've heard other people do those Stevie Ray songs, and I'm like, ah, that's, you know, not that I want to hear the exact Stevie Ray Vaughan right. solo. But if you're gonna try and do it, yeah, you're not reaching it. You know what I yeah. mean? So, some other guys, he was like, yeah. yeah. But then when you hear you, it's like, well, shit. He sounds they, they can't tell a difference, and even though there is a difference, right, right. It's like, oh, well, because you got certain points of the lick, right? Exactly. It references the song. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that, man. You know, but I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's a never ending. Not gonna say struggle, but it's a never ending learning process. You know. And I think that's the thing too, man. I've you know, there's so many guys in town that that do it so much better than I do. Um, there's a guy here in town uh, named Will Owen Gage. He is phenomenal. He can play anything, man. Uh, somebody for for three to check out and put on his podcast because that guy is amazing. 
And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm watching these guys, man, and he's got that Steve Ray thing down, but he's also got the Hendrix thing down. And he does, right. then all of a sudden he's doing bluegrass, you know. And, and I think for me, man, you know, like learning is that thing where I never get tired of it. I, that's why I always have my guitar in my hand, you know, because right. I never know what's going to inspire. And the Steve Ray Fawn thing, yeah, that's that was my tag for a long time. And I think just because that was something that was easily recognizable. Right. And and the reason I play the guitar that I do is because of Steve Ray Vaughn, you know. And it just became part of my show, you know, the thing that I do. But if you really, like, if you give me a moment to really do what I want to do, it's going to be funky. And it's going to be, right. like, so much different than Steve Ray, you know. It's definitely going to be more Prince-like. It's going to be a lot more less, you know, a lot more less. That's perfect. That's Somebody should write that down. <laughs> a lot more less. Yeah, dude, that's a good phrase. I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it, I, like the minimizing of it, you know. Right, and we've, we've even talked about that and, and when we were teaching at the school, like right. teaching people how to how to use space as music and, right. and, and how not playing is just as musical as playing something exactly i think that's you know going back to the listening to horn players you know that's that's what i get from that you know because the horn players got to breathe and then that space that says something you know i think as you know as as stringed instrument players we don't we don't have to worry about that and that becomes the problem right you can just noodle and and go on forever and never say anything you know so yeah, listening to like you know guys like Stevie Ray, that really affected the phrasing for sure. You know, I there's just you know even now when I listen to it, I'm I'm glad that I'm not a exact replica of those right. things. You know, I do have my own my own voice in that, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it, I'll take it, man, for whatever it is. You know, at least they're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> so Tribe of Three, what is it's just when you left the media, it was Tribe of Three, and that's where I met you and. and and I met up with uh, with Sam and, and played with Tribal Three, so it's basically just been Tribal Three and Finding Friday, your your current band. No, right? no, actually, um, right out of Tribal Three, because um, what happened was Sam was playing with the Max, right? And Tribal Three was kind of like our side project, if you will, you know. Um, and then I got the call to go with Out of Phase, and that was Renee's band. Oh, that's right, dude! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah. I played with Renee's band for like five five years, man. You know, we I was there for a long time. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so we, we would go up and play, you know, Dallas, uh, Houston, all the, you know, we did basically did the, the Sherlock circuit. Right, right. Uh, I was going to say the Sherlock circuit. Yeah, so that was five years. And, you know, here we turn it all around, you know, a couple years later, and now Renee's playing in my band. <laughs> so, you know, but it's cool because that's the thing, man. You know, you, you get this certain group of musicians that, you know, that just work. You know, when you came into Tribe of Three, yeah, it changed. You were I came in when you were you were playing without a faith already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so but you know, that that whole that whole time, man, is like yeah, cuz I didn't really know. I I'd, I'd seen you and I knew of you, but I didn't know you. And then uh then we started playing together and yeah, man, so like I said, I I think guys, I came to a jam session. I think that's what it was cuz we started doing that jam session at Wise Guys. Right. Yeah, and I think Adrian told me about it. Okay, that's how it started. And we went and then Mikey, I played. Mikey was was coming. Or maybe out. it was Mikey. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember Mike had come on and played keys a couple of times. I remember I went and then James was like, I mean, uh, um, uh, Sam was like, "You want to play bass for us?" I was like, <laughs> "Sure, okay." Every Wednesday at Sherlock's, yeah, sure. And easy. I was still gigging with Emilio at the time. I yeah. think so. It made it easy and easy to get in there. And that's that's basically what happened. Now Sam was playing with the Max, and then I was playing with a lot of Phase. You were playing with Emilio. Mm-hmm. And we would just get together and do that Wednesday thing, right? Because then Renee Which started. was a lot of fun because it was 
a break from everything else that right. we were doing. It and was, then, yeah, we would do some ridiculous stuff. Remember the whole uh, Running Man jam and all that, right? Did you ever <laughs> you get to experience that? The, the, the whole set of just a jam, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> one of the, Sam's not, many visions. <laughs> not ever do that again. Yeah, play it like a summer's day. <laughs> What the hell does that mean, Sam? <laughs> but no, man. Yeah, so that that was cool, though, because, you know, that was one of those, you know, how good am I kind of situations, you know? Well, when you're stripped down to three musicians yeah. and Sam, you know, kind of doing some guitar stuff over it, but he didn't do a lot of... He, no. He, he, at first, he was just singing, right? Yeah. And then he, and then got, he brought the guitar out. The guitar so, and started doing that. To me, when you strip it down to three musicians, two, one of which is, is percussive and... Yeah, has no melodic sen- lines to it. It's, it's it, a, it comes down to what can you do to make this song nice sound cool. as full as, yeah, as it man. should sound. And we did good, man. The travel three was fun. You know, we did good. We we made a good noise. But I said, you know, I think I try to keep musicians like you know like that, like you, and you know, I know I've worked with Mike off and on forever. You know, I try to keep guys like you in my pocket, close by. You know, because like you know, you're always there when I need y'all, and that's that. And I, it's it's a uh, it makes me a better player, you know what I'm saying? Because we kind of we know each other already, right? And we, just, I know kind of where you're gonna go and where I can follow, or you know, vice versa. So it, it's cool, man. I, I, I've enjoyed what I've done all these years. You know, there's been moments where it's like, why am I still? Oh here? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, and, you know, there's there's people out there still, you know, struggling for even a taste of what I've done, man. And it's cool, you know. I I, I never take it for granted. You know, I, I appreciate the the people that have helped me, you know, get as far as I have, you know, and uh, that I played alongside with, man. Because they, you know, not all of them though. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's been some assholes along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that drummer who wouldn't give me the cue to come in for. <laughs> rhymes with the. So, so tell me. Rhymes so with tell Adam. Me, so tell me about uh, your your current band, Finding Friday. This Finding- is your full time. J-O-B. Finding Friday is probably the thing that I'm most proud of that I've ever done musically, you know. And it was cool because, you you know, you got to be in the, the very first version of it. And I think, you know, where it started and what it's become is completely night and day, you know. We, right. we started off as just kind of a really good bar band, you know. And I, you know, with with, with Chris Bird, you know, that voice, man, it's just nothing we can't do, you know. Right. And going back to you know just keeping the the same the same musicians that I played with forever you know with Renee and Mike and you know now with Guillermo you know because I've known Guillermo for a long time right played with him off and on mm-hmm. and it really it really sets I, I think a a standard for for other bands man that are trying to do what we do you know what I'm saying and I think we've managed to do that in this in this town you know uh, we get a lot of good compliments man and I'm not you know. I'm humble about it. I, I know that there's going to be another band coming up that's probably going to be better and what we, I, well, you know, the same thing we do. And it's, so, it, what sets you guys apart from all the other local bands? Because there's a lot of bands that do it, the same songs you guys do and same well, I, I, format. I don't know, and that's a great question. I think you know, there's definitely that cohesiveness and uh, just being the same band. Right. You know, and not having people come and go through the band. Uh, you know, we've managed to stay together now for mostly uh, most of the seven years. You know. But I think it, it, it comes down to seasoning, man. You know, there's the, there's that work ethic thing. You know, you know we're not we're not kids. We don't just get in the room and 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 you know be silly about it. You know, we we work and right. and and I think the that we're all passionate about the band. I think the the thing is is uh, everybody has um, 
how you say it, not necessarily a stake in the band, but they're invested, you know? Because, you know, if it's not, if the time isn't put in, then nothing gets done. And everybody shows up, everybody puts their, their time in, everybody does the work. And the rewards are, are there, they're coming. And I think when you can see that, it makes you want to work even more, you know? It's, right. like, it, it's that thing. And, you know, the the thing we've managed to do in, in a short time, well, seven years, you know, you know, we, we get so many so many calls now and for gigs and you know the the money obviously is is better and and then you get things like you know the beer you know having our name and our logo on a beer right talk about that well that happened <laughs> that happened uh, about what when we we, we still had the musicology right we, we were over at that 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 uh that business park the brewery opens up right behind us which is know? weird because that business park yeah didn't seem like put a brewery in there yeah weird. i just remember it going over there every day waiting for well, it to, like, I, I told, open i remember telling you about it i, said, I was like no there's no brewery there's no way <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was you know finally made my way over there and and um, a good friend of mine from high school ray valise who works for gli who's their beer distributor uh we were doing a uh they were doing their first year anniversary oh yeah and uh i was there and you know it was already being james garcia and I was talking to Ray and and one of the owners of of. Uh, Didn't you go when they were having like free sample night or something like that? Yeah, you know they they used to have that, right? Yeah, free they did. Night. Yeah, so they have their their tap room. You can go in and, and right. drink their beer, try their beer. So it's the one year anniversary, and I've already had a few of their beers in me, which are delicious. And uh, shout like, out to Busted Sam. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys need to do a Finding Friday beer. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. joke, yeah, joke, 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 right? So here we are, you know, and I remember it was almost a year to the day, man. And uh, I ran into the ran into the guys again and they were like, oh, by the way, that Finding Friday beer idea. And it just, you know, it, it all came together, man. So they had this beer, this Mexican lager that they wanted to use our name on. And hell yeah, do it, man. You know, I, it, I think it's it's awesome, man. It's uh it's a it's a different kind of recognition, you know. It just uh, kind of shows where the band is at and what we're what how popular it is right now. Right, that's cool, man. It's like I said, this is probably you know aside from Emilio and and those things, this is the biggest thing I've ever been a part of, man. You know, it's and it's cool and it's and it's something that I helped from the ground up. Right, you know, uh, the band got handed to me, um, Amy Lum, Amy Francis. Um, it was her band, and you know Chris Lawson and I got handed the band. You know I had to fire him. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. He's my, he's my best friend. Uh, but you know it was one of those things. It's like you know if I wanted to be, make this thing be what it was going to be, right. and, I, I did, and I never knew that this was what it was going to be. I just knew that I wanted to have a good solid band. Right. And the problem that with Chris is he was playing with Oh So Good Band. He was uh, he was working UPS, so his schedule just did not allow for him right. to do every single gig. And then come in Renee, you know, and it worked out, you know, obviously here we are, you know, same band, minus you, but And it came down to, I even told you when I started um, back with Emilio, right? I did another run with him. That's what it was. And I did another run with him and I was just like, if I were you, I'd fire me. (laughs) I remember telling you that. It's like, no, we'll we'll work it out. I was like, I I have no problems with, I I get it. I understand the business. It's, yeah, and that's all it was, is. man. It was, you know, it was a straight, you know, business move. Like I said, I wanted to have a, a, as much of a cohesive unit as I could. I wanted the same band every time, and that's that's and that's important because I even uh, uh, just the other day I was talking to a client, and they were like, "The band that we see right now is the band we're going to get." And I'm like, oh, "Yep, this is the band," you know. So, I mean, that's a hard, 
hopefully it's the band you're going to be. <laughs> but no. Well, I think there's a lot of bands that have different units of the band. It's yeah. maybe the, the same singer, but a different guitar. Well, and that's know. the thing that, you know, without it, that, that's another thing, you know, that I won't, because I've been asked to do it, you know, because we're a big band, man. We're, you know, eight, nine people on stage sometimes. And, and orchestra finding yeah, funny. It's slowly becoming that. <laughs> So, and I, you know, people ask, well, how much is it for, you know, just, you know, part of the band? I'm like, I'm never going to do that. You know, I'm not going to, you know, cut anybody out of a gig for one. And I'm not going to sacrifice the sound of the band. You know, right. like if I, if I take out any one element, it's not the same band. So, yeah, I'll, I'll never do that, man. I, I try to I make the band as, as whole as possible all the time. If you can't afford it, then we're not the right. for you, you know. So be cool, be cool. Your wife's in the room. <laughs> Your wife's in the Facebook chat room, so be cool. She's like, uh, "Hurry up and get done, because laundry needs to get done." <laughs> so, what's the future of uh, Finding Friday? Well, that's a, man. That's that's another good question. We actually just had a meeting the other day about that very thing. You know, I think uh, we're we're going to start I, looking yeah, at what's original the next stuff. Step? Yeah. yeah, because I know. You're doing great on the private circuit in, uh, in the local scene and the private, uh, what do you call it? Corporate gig. Corporate gig yeah. stuff, and you got your own beer. So you're talking uh, recording original stuff? That's it, man. Yeah, we're going to start looking at writing some songs. You know, we actually have a song that was uh, written for us. Um, uh, Joel uh, Villarreal wrote it, you know, and it's a good song, man. So we're going to start concentrating on, on those things and... Uh, yeah, man, you know, try to put something out. And I, I just like to have a, a record of what we've done, you know. And I, I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be tough, you know, because we all have different styles that we like. Right. You know? So it'll be very eclectic, I think. But I think the process is going to be really cool. So, that's yeah, that's definitely on the horizon, man, getting, uh, getting the original stuff out, just kind of showcasing that idea. Now, if you did original stuff, would you... Want to want a tour or just, just something for yourself? You no, know, no. I think uh, it's it, it's definitely another product for for you know our friends and, and people that come and see the show. Something that that's a little more tangible that they can hold on to. You know, like oh, here's Friday Friday. This is great. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't you know. Maybe hitting more like the festival type thing, South by Southwest type. You know stuff. And who knows, man? Who knows where it can go? You know, I don't know that I'd, I'd like to be on the road full time anymore. Yeah, that's I've, just, I've been asked to. That's a couple a, of times I've been asked, hey, you want to go? I said, I really don't want to go on the road. Yeah. I mean, we went to Corpus the other day, and I was like, I just want to go home. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm done with the road for the most part, man. You know, if, if, the, if the gig's there, then obviously you're going to take it. Right. Yeah, but I think doing it the way we did it all those years, I can't, man. There's no way. I've got the yeah. kids now, you know. I don't want to miss anything. I already miss too much as it is, you right. know. It's hard. You know, the life of a musician, children, is not easy. Stay in school. <laughs> Message don't be a musician. Oh, yeah, or yeah. If you're gonna don't, don't, but don't be such a good one like us. You, you can have fun, but you won't get as many jobs. Yeah, yeah. You be on a, couple, a gig a month. That's the way to do it. Yeah, gig like a doctor, man. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I'm doing now. I got a, I got a job. I just gig every once in a while, just for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, name the, name the guys in the band just so you give them a shout out. Yeah, man. Uh, well, obviously, you know, we got Chris Bird, who's our who's our front guy. Um, Along with Ceci Zavala, who's our female singer, uh, Robbie Esparza is is, uh, is with us now. He had had some really cool to that. Just he dresses so funny. <laughs> and then, uh, well, obviously <laughs> Renee's in the band. Renee Sorlozano, uh, Guillermo Rodriguez, and Mike Rodriguez, and uh, and our our ace uh, sax player Gabe Pintor. Man, you know he's amazing. The band is tight, man. The band, like I said, it's it's the the thing that I'm probably most proud of, man, musically, just because it is so good, you know. Right. 
I'm, I'm proud of being the band. I'm proud of the, the, the noise that we've managed to make, you know, in a short time, man. It's good. Where so, can they find you on the internet? On the, uh, on the interwebs? At our Facebook page, Finding Friday. Um, on Facebook and our website, FindingFriday.com. Um, yeah, man. YouTube. I, I, we're all over YouTube somewhere. Just type in Finding Friday, Finding Friday SA, whatever, you know, you'll find us. Or at Pix. You can always come out and see us at Pix. That's kind of been our. Our, our home away from home these days, man. Your so. wife said uh, the other keyboard player. Oh yeah, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Johnny Castro. Johnny Castro. Oh, I forget. Okay. Yeah, he has not been like. You <laughs> Thanks know. to Brandy. Thank yeah, you, Brandy. thank you, Brandy. <laughs> uh, Johnny Castro, man. He's uh, he's uh, he's he's about to jump on board with us too. Uh, great keyboard player. He's only done a handful of gigs with us so far, but we're working them in slowly. And yeah, man, we're at, we're happy to have Johnny. He's he's great. So yeah, like I said, you know. The orchestra is is, is slowly <laughs> yeah, building. Yeah, be sure to, to catch James Garcia y su orchestra finding <laughs> orchestra finding Friday. <laughs> that, yeah, man, it's 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 getting huge, man. I, you know, we uh, get the the the, the string section pretty soon too, man. Well, I'll tell you, man. James, thanks for doing, doing the podcast and appreciate yeah, it. Man, learning thanks. about your history. You can play us out if you want. Do a little. listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings until next time please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown Saturday.